0: Hello, welcome to a beautiful podcast, The Fall in Love, an unofficial Bachelor Nation show from TV Guide. I'm Liam Matthews, and joining me in TV Guide Mansion is my co-host from Ari Season and Bachelor in Paradise, the West Virginia wonder, Jacqueline Trumbull.
1: Hey, guys. How you doing, Jacqueline? Oh, well, I love that introduction. <laughs> Wild and Wonderful, though, is the full Take title. me
0: home. <laughs> so this was the premiere yeah. where we met the 30 women vying for the attention of one Colton Underwood. Uh, We saw the limo entrances, which of course included a handful of virginity jokes, as we expected it would, um, and witnessed the first kiss of the season. There were a bunch. He kissed a bunch. And we met the villain, who's Catherine, a DJ from Fort Lauderdale, who set a new record for time thievery, as well as a sloth and a fake Australian. And about 400 blonde women. <laughs> yeah. Hannah G got the first impression rose, and the first ceremony of the season sent seven sad ladies into the gleaming Southern California dawn.
1: You know what? That's not very many. I think nine went home on my season, nine? and there was one fewer woman. Wow. So Wow. Huh? You
0: eliminated nine the first night?
1: That's yeah. a lot. I remember thinking, like, everybody said it was so embarrassing to go home on the first night, but that's almost a third of the women. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: So we're going to start... With three questions for you, hmm. and they're not rapid fire, but we're just gonna we're just gonna talk it through. First question is, what was your experience watching this episode? Just in terms of both, you know, things that you felt or memories that it brought up, that kind of stuff.
1: It was fine. I didn't have any problem with it. Um, I will say that. In terms of memories that it brought up, I really loved filming The Bachelor. It was an amazing experience, but the first night was horrible. A lot of the interactions that you see, I mean, they're so they're so shallow that first night, and so the impression that the women like leave on you is not representative of later episodes. You know, I kind of give them a bit of a pass on this. They walk in, and they're immediately unpracticed in how to be in front of a camera and, like, what's going to make good sound bites, and so people kind of go in a little bit more fake and, and kind of, like spicy and spunky, like wanting to make some kind of plastic impression. I was just glad I wasn't them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. It takes a little bit for them to cut all the fake stuff and start being real
1: well right because there's nothing to be real about that yeah. first night and and I love it when you have all the women who are like God Colton's so hot he's like he's so beautiful and we all had to say that about Ari and like I mean everybody thought he was good looking of course but nobody developed feelings at that point so you just kind of you just kind of go in you put your best face forward and you, you say what the producers want and it, it ends up being pretty funny to watch back so how do you think Colton did I thought he was fine. I mean, were you convinced by his connections with any of these women?
0: I thought he seemed genuinely nervous, and I liked that. Okay.
1: The one thing I'll say is that I was surprised by how many women he kissed. Not because he's a virgin or, you know. It was because I remember my first night. I don't think anybody got that much time with Ari. And I remember Chelsea feeling like her kiss was a bit staged and unnatural, And so it was surprising to see that repeated with so many women. I know Ari took the time to meet with every single one of us, and I wonder if Colton did the same, because that certainly cut down on time. But I guess kudos to either the women or for Colton for making that, like, instantaneous chemistry happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it was two or three. Aliza, was it two or three?
1: Three. Three, Three. yeah.
0: And he just went for it. That was the one, the first one with Caleb. He was just like, bam. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) He was very game, even when they were, you know, making all these very corny virginity jokes. Uh He went along with it. Yeah. He seemed nervous, but present, which is kind of a good, you know, good way to be. You know what
1: dampened this for me was I'm almost positive he doesn't end up with anybody at the end. Not because of any inside information, but I just read your article. Mm -hmm. um, And, you know, his, his interviews are suggesting that he doesn't end up with anyone. So I'm kind of watching this. Normally you watch it and you're like, which one of these women actually winds up with a ring on her finger, whether that lasts or not. And now I'm like... Okay, he's in a bar meeting thirty women. It's just a different. It's just a different mm-hmm. vibe for me. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, that's a good point. It did. It very much felt like a cocktail party. Yeah. You know, those two proposals during the uh, the live segments. Those might be the only uh, proposals we get. This
1: season. <laughs> uh, no, that's why they yeah gave us gave us so many. All right.
0: What letter grade would you give him?
1: I don't know. I don't know how to rank these people. <laughs> I thought he did fine. I thought he did. He did just as well as I thought that he would. But like, what? You, what would you say makes a really great bachelor on the first night? On the first night? Oh yeah, there's nothing you can do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, okay, what letter grade would
1: you give him? I would give him an A minus. Okay, yeah, sure. I feel like I would give everyone an A minus. Yeah, everyone got an A minus. But I mean, like every bachelor since the history of the world, yes. an A minus, except yes. for Juan Pablo, who got an A plus every episode. He was my favorite bachelor
0: because <laughs> he was the worst. Anyway. Which girl made the best impression on you?
1: I think I liked Nicole, although it looks like she stirs up some drama in later episodes, which is fine. Anytime you see like a sister and brother being very, very close, and I know he was autistic, so it had that extra... I mean, that was very, very touching, but I'm very, very close with my family and especially my brother, so that's always going to pull at my heartstrings. And she seems sweet, and yeah.
0: Yeah. She said... That she would never lead with virginity. Just go up to someone and say, like, hey, I hear you're a virgin.
1: Yeah. Which
0: is a very sensible thing. I like that. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) She did cry a lot.
1: In the first episode? Yeah. Did she? Over what?
0: I mean, she she wasn't sure if she was going to... If she was going to make it, because I don't know if she they didn't show her getting time with him, but they showed her enough during the rose ceremony that you knew that she was going to.
1: Okay, I I was drunk for this whole episode. so. (laughs) (laughs) I remember there being a conspicuous lack of tears. Like I was surprised at the end that they had to really drag him out of that one girl. (laughs) She was holding on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then they moved her to be two feet away from all the celebrating women they're like what about now yeah can we get a
0: tear that was ice cold and they had another girl the girl who who did the cinderella thing they had oh. her walk past a pumpkin on I the way know. That, which is very very funny yeah and nicole she got a lot of camera time yeah she's a good narrator mm-hmm. it's an important skill to
1: have on this show right it is the most important skill to have <laughs>
0: Like, she's just good at talking about what's going on,
1: right? Uh huh. I don't know how you develop that skill. I wasn't good at it, but people like Bibiana on my season were. I mean, besides, she has such a spunky personality, but being a good narrator really propels you in the first few weeks. But I don't know what its components are. Any idea? I don't know. She is a
0: journalist, according to her Instagram mm.
1: bio. Also, being willing to judge people <laughs> is a, a, uh, probably the most important skill for being a good narrator. Yeah. I was really holding myself back from that for many reasons. So but it makes me not, not anymore. When you're like, I don't have any firm opinions. <laughs> not anymore.
0: <laughs> Correct. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be back in a moment.
2: Steeler Nation, if you're looking for up to the minute Steeler news, analysis, picks, highlights, you name it you got to follow 24-7 Sports Steelers' social channels. 24-7 Sports is a part of the CBS Sports family and the home for the best free Steelers content on the web. Go check them out on Twitter and Facebook, because if you aren't, that means you're the guy, and you do not want to be the guy.
0: So, Jacqueline, Mm -hmm. why did they think it was a good idea to do this live show component of the premiere?
1: I mean, I can't tell you. It's just Chris Harrison showing the far reaches of his kingdom.
0: <laughs> and he looks no... good. He looks better now than he did in 2002 when he was 30.
1: Can we talk about the montage yes. at the end? Do you know why that happened? I think they just needed to fill time. I was, like, at the edge of my seat, my life passing before my eyes. I was like, the, the, season, the show has to be ending. Alon left. Now Chris Harrison, it seems, is leaving, but no, not no, actually. No, no, yeah. they said he's
0: not. It was just a celebration of his But it was 17, 17
1: years. years it, wasn't like a, it wasn't even, like, a—it wasn't even a 20-year. <laughs> that was the strangest thing. Yeah. Did you think that he—that they were announcing something?
0: I just thought it was, you know, they were trying to get people to engage on Instagram— and uh, just a tribute to Chris Harrison. They had all this archive footage of his big suits from the early 2000s.:
1: Yeah, I thought it was nice. He seemed uh... It was nice. I was just terrified for a second. <laughs> I was hoping they were announcing him as the you know final bachelor, which I'm still polling for.: That would rule. Well, I know. I mean, Chris
0: Harrison can do this forever, but will he?
1: I don't know. Well, right, it's just a matter of whether he gets bored.
0: He's been doing it for 17 years. You think you get bored after a you while? Think? But yeah. I think yeah. It's a pretty It's a good
1: It's a good gig. gig. Yeah. yeah. I do think that one of the reasons they're doing the live thing is that in recent years the bachelor has been much more successful about matching couples especially because of paradise. So if they tried this like, you know, 4 or 5 years ago, they would have like two couples. And now they've got babies and, you know, and like also because of the proliferation of social media, now you've got people Sort of going back in time and getting married, like Ashley and Jared. So you care about couples from a long time ago.
0: Right. It was to remind us that this works. Yeah. Have that in your head going forward through the season where it's not going to work. Yeah. But it was boring. It was, te- it was terrible boring. TV. It's terrible. Yeah. Don't do that again.
1: But <laughs> they easy. have to be getting good ratings or something because they do this. Did they do a live premiere for mine? No. Okay. So it's just they've been doing the final rose type Stuff. Yes. Live, okay. That's
0: different than this. Yeah. This, people just want to see the limo entrances. That's what the premiere is about. And it took an hour to get to that. I know. It was awful.
1: <laughs>
0: All right. It was funny to see Blake and Jason in Lansing, Michigan. But did we need to see that?
1: No. Um, the only part I genuinely liked about the live show was Chris and Crystal in the hot tub that was with funny. the line of fans waiting to eat them. <laughs> <laughs> it is just the yeah. strangest thing. Like can weird. you imagine being like you have to wait in line in a bikini for 2 hours to get 5 minutes in a hot tub with these like kind of celebrities. Yeah.
0: yeah. They're just calling him Goose now. <laughs> yeah,
1: I know. That's
0: that's his name now. Glitter and Goose. Glitter and Goose. It was exhausting. <laughs> but finally we got to the real show. And the first girl to get an intro package was Cassie. She wasn't the first one at the limo. We'll get to that. She was the first one to get the intro package, which, you know, the first person they show, they're signaling to you that this is a person to watch. Do
1: you remember who it was on my
0: season? I don't know who got the the first package, but I think Lauren was the first was the one. Lauren
1: didn't have one. No, no, but she was the first one out
0: the limo. Or was she?
1: No, Caroline was. Caroline was? She was the first one out of the limo? Caroline was edited to be the first one out the limo. Jenny Delaney was the first one out of the limo. Huh. Yeah. I don't remember. That was a thousand years ago to me. <laughs> no, I know. I, all I'm saying is I remember looking at the intro packages and initially on the show being like, is this show rigged? Because only some women got intro packages. And it happens before you start filming the actual you show. You did one.
0: What was yours? I didn't do one. Oh, you didn't do one.
1: No, right. So I was like, am I just wasting my time here? But then Lauren and Becca, neither of them had intro packages. Huh. So. Interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: I wonder how they pick who gets an intro package. I don't know. Did do they think you were boring? Probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, hey, I'm just up here going to work, walking around. <laughs> Cassie's gonna go far. She's getting a very sweet edit because she's a very sweet person, seems mm-hmm. like. You know, doing the sign language. She's teaching him sign language.
1: Oh yeah, that yeah. was actually kinda cute.
0: Yeah. She touched her chin and he's like, go tea. I thought
1: that was funny. Did they make out? They did not. Oh. I felt like he was itching too. Yes. With the whole what's the kiss thing?
0: Yeah. When she got a rose, she did the kiss. I'm doing the kiss sign language <laughs> motion. So watch out for Cassie. Okay. And then the first girl out of the limo was Demi.
1: Yeah, so this is almost certainly someone to watch out for. Yes. Yeah.
0: She was the one who said, I've not dated a virgin since I was 12, but I'm excited to give it another shot. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: a weird quote. Isn't that
0: very... <laughs> that's a very strange thing to say. She seems odd, Demi.
1: I mean, I'm hoping that what happened was she dated someone at 12, and then she dated someone at, like, 17.
0: Oh, that would be or good. Or 18. Yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with that. Her intro video was... Wild, yeah, her mother is in federal prison for embezzlement, but not only that, but it started so normal.
1: I mean, (laughs) that came out. She's like, I'm a country girl,
0: I like to go on four wheelers, and my mom is in prison.
1: (laughs) You know, there's always some real life tribulation that the bachelor exploits, and this, I guess, is
0: (laughs) one for this season. (laughs) Somebody, Somebody tweeted, Shout out to whoever this was. They tweeted, like, oh, this is the Bachelor season where they show that you uh, can triumph over your mother being in federal prison (laughs) for embezzlement to find love. (laughs) Very, very funny. She'll be an interesting character to watch.
1: And you're saying she's dating Polly? She was spotted
0: with Polly in a car. She said she was getting advice from him about how to handle being a reality TV. Well, she has
1: to say something. (laughs) I mean, we don't know whether she gets eliminated yet, so she's not allowed to be dating.
0: Oh, do you know about Paulie? Do you know about? This guy?
1: I I followed a little bit when he and Danielle were dating, and then he he cheated on her, right?
0: Yeah, somebody else from the challenge. He's from the challenge.
1: I don't I don't even know what that show is. I think it's on MTV. <laughs> that's a good start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Room Raiders. Now and, that's
0: a show. I know. <laughs> oh man, that show was great. Room Raiders and next. next. That Room was like Raiders my and Next middle school. Oh man. They should reboot those. Maybe (laughs) that's what Alana Gale should do next. (laughs) Bring back, Room Raiders. Anyeka, Uh who, um, she said, I'm not afraid to embarrass myself. I do not care what people think of me. I'm a lot to handle. What do you think of that?
1: I liked her, actually. I thought that she handled her conversation with uh, Catherine quite well. She did. Yeah, and it seemed... Well intentioned, I suppose. I mean, anybody knows that if they're going to have that kind of conversation, they're going to get airtime. It was futile.
0: In years past, they have done a crazy black girl stereotype yeah. character. And I just worry that they're doing that again.
1: Yeah. And I mean, that was Bibby's concern when she was on my season was, are they doing the crazy Latina joke? Yeah. I think they might do that with Nicole. We heard that she's Cuban, so we're going to do everything we can to make her crazy make just her in case. The, the there's a spicy Latina. Yeah. Cuban food isn't even that spicy.
0: <laughs> so then there was Kaylin, Miss North Carolina, who came out the Miss Underwood sash. Oh, the it I want to be... be your sister
1: sash. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she would be Mrs. or Miss
1: Underwood. Mrs. Right? right? Yeah. I was a Miss Ari 500 when I was on my season at the wrestling match. We had to come up with these cheesy comebacks. So I was like, right now I'm Miss Ari, but soon I'll be Mrs. Ari. Then Kaylin comes out, Miss Underwood. All right.
0: Was anyone Miss Andre? That would be funny.
1: No. <laughs> that would be funny.
0: So Kaylin, she's Miss North Carolina, but she's actually from Virginia, which is a scam.
1: I was kind of upset by that, to right? be honest. That's yeah. like
0: Hillary Clinton moving to New York to run for the Senate.
1: right. Why is that allowed?
0: Shouldn't be allowed.
1: Yeah. My best friend from high school was Miss West Virginia USA. And, like, that chick was from West Virginia. Yeah. Born and raised, like, yeah. representing our state. I'd be kind of ticked if I were the state of North Carolina. Like, who's this fraud representing us? Right. They couldn't find any beautiful women in North Carolina. Right. What is that? Right. Plus, Terrible. you'd think that you'd want to represent Virginia if you were from Virginia. Yeah. So they made out. They did. She's going to go far too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I thought she was going to get the first impression. I knew it was either between her or Hannah. She was very graceful to me. What was about Kaylin? That fake smile
0: between her and Miss Alabama was yeah, great. <laughs> that is how you lay the foundations for conflict later on. And you can tell Kaylin's going to go further. So, yeah. Alex D, the mm-hmm. sloth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hated the sloth bit. <laughs> I thought it was terrible.
1: I thought the first 10 to 15 seconds were very funny. And then it went on and on and on. And then you see Colton's waning smile, too. Like, he he thought it was funny at first. And then it just got kind of yeah. awkward.
0: I but. like that they went to commercial while she was walking up the <laughs> up the driveway. And she committed to the, the bit. Respect for that. But it just went on for too long. And we've seen this before. Every season, they're going to have somebody wear a costume. A what is that?
1: You know what I did like? Well, I liked two things. One, that most of the women were, like, accepting of it. They're like, oh, okay, cool. Because normally everyone's like, ugh, there's a person walking in on onesie. I'm like, how have you not seen this before? But then they did have the one person saying, if I lose to the sloth, <laughs> which I'm like... That has to be prompted by a producer or something to say, well, how would you feel if you lost to the sloth and be negative about yeah. it? The onesie never has any Im- impact on whether you go far. And then somebody was like, you got to think about telling your kids this story later. I'm like, that's a great story. I would love to say that I met my <laughs> husband in a sloth
0: costume. Much All a ball these count. other girls were trying to oppress <laughs> him and <laughs> right. I was not. Right. I did not come to win. Because that's the thing with you when you come out with a costume. You're not playing to win. No, you are. JoJo wore a unicorn hat. But she was still hot, though. She just
1: had the head. But then she had, you know, the cocktail that dress. That sends a message, doesn't it? <laughs> but
0: Alex D., the joke didn't didn't last. She got sent home.
1: Well, and the conversation when she took off this lawsuit. It was just terrible. It
0: was, yeah, it was awkward.
1: It was just a list of things she loved. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Kudos to Colton for not keeping her around, which is... Oh, she went home? She went home. Oh, I missed that, okay. Yeah, which is not a nice thing to say, <laughs> but I don't care. So then there was Brie with the fake Australian accent, which is kind of the moment of the premiere. I was listening to my favorite leftist podcast this morning, Chapo Trap House, okay. and they talked about the girl with the fake australian accent. So wow. it's like, wow. My interests are coming together in a very real way.
1: That's got to be so exciting for her right now. Yeah. Getting that early like that early attention. It's before you've acclimated to this at all. And so Once you like get hit with something really big, that's when it feels like your life has actually changed. Mm. And it's when you're most sensitive to that. Like, I think if I, for instance, went on Paradise right now and like lasted the whole time and got that big fame, it'd be a bit dulled at this point. I have already gone through people being mean to me and people being adoring and like the changes that happen. But you're so primed. It's like static in the air. And that first hit is so exciting. Yeah. I'm talking about it like it's heroin.
0: (laughs) Kind of is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There were no other people from the season at the premiere party that night, you know?
1: Yeah. But
0: they didn't show her talk to him again during the episode. Right. Which is very, very interesting. Yeah. So we don't know if she kept it up Mm -hmm. for the rest of the night.
1: For some reason, her being at the premiere party also kind of indicated to me that she doesn't go super far, but... Yeah,
0: absolutely. Okay, it's just weird that they didn't they didn't follow up on the joke. They kind of just left it.
1: Right, because everybody probably wants to know whether she kept talking to him in the Australian accent. Yeah, which I can't imagine.
0: It's they, She must not have talked to him, right? They must not have had anything, or they should Maybe. talk to him, and it was even if it was boring, they would have still had to show it, right? Well, so
1: what happens is that the first couple of hours, people get real time with the lead, um, unless people start interrupting aggressively, as we'll talk about. But the last hour or so, it's just people swarming him and getting literally 30 seconds, which is why it's actually not very embarrassing to go home that first night, because mm. you may have had 30 seconds to talk to him. And that kind of happened to her.
0: Yeah, you really got to strike while the iron is hot.
1: Yeah, you do. We'll see what happens with her. Mm-hmm.
0: So then Erica McNutt, McNutty, mm-hmm. she was the one to ask him why he's still a virgin. Right. And what he said was interesting. He's not waiting for marriage. He's just waiting for the right person. Like, he was so focused on football yeah. that he's like, oh, I haven't lost my virginity. Well, now I'm going to keep going with that and wait for the right person. I want to be in love for when it happens.
1: Can I also just say I loved their weak attempt to give him a sob story about I was an adorable, slightly chubby child. <laughs> and that was very hard for me for about until I was 10. And then I started playing football. Yeah. And I, <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. I feel very I sorry I was for a you. normal kid. <laughs> yeah. And
0: then I got really good at football, and I wasn't normal anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I, now I can do two shower scenes.
1: <laughs> I didn't do any shower scenes, I no, don't think. No, Ari didn't take a shirt off the whole
0: season. I, <laughs> I asked know. him about this in my interview. Did he, you? Yeah, I interviewed him. I was like, so you don't have to have any?
1: He's like, yeah, well, I didn't have enough time to, to prepare. Oh, okay. It was awesome. I loved being on the <laughs> shirted season. (laughs) So I took from this that Erica is not necessarily trying to win Colton, but is trying to win airtime. Interesting. I just don't think you go in with that question that soon. It was very calculated knowing that she was going to have the camera on her, that that was definitely going to air. And he had a very uh, rehearsed answer. Yeah. I mean, it's
0: a smart move on her part because it has to be asked. Yeah. It has to be shown. Has to be addressed.
1: But it wasn't going to be answered in any truly genuine way. The only thing she could hope for is that she would get his rehearsed answer, mm-hmm. which is what she got. So it wasn't really a moment of connection between the two of them, in my opinion.
0: I had convinced myself that Colton's you know, abstinence was a religious thing, yeah. but it sounds like it's not. But he does have a Bible verse <laughs> in his Twitter bio, and I looked it up. It's Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, and it is, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. It's kind of a presumptuous Bible quote, right?
1: Yeah, or something you say to yourself over and over and over again, like like when there's turbulence in an airplane, yeah. you know?
0: Like, please, yeah. <laughs> please don't hurt me. It's some prosperity gospel stuff. Uh-huh. Let's get this bread. Mm-hmm. Jesus helps me get the bread.
1: <laughs> I mean, so it could be that being brought up in a religious environment perhaps like, led him to value sex more than... Say me. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: I genuinely am not judging Colton. You know, wanting it to mean something. Yeah, waiting for
1: the right three people. It's
0: (laughs) it's beautiful. All right, Hannah G from Alabama. She was the one they took three deep breaths together, which I thought was very cute.
1: Uh huh. I I have have no memory of of that. (laughs) Why were you drinking? I was drinking wine. Traditional, as per yeah, federal law.
0: (laughs) So she got the first impression rose. Yeah. Which on The Bachelor doesn't mean a whole hell of a lot.
1: No, it means everything on The Bachelorette. Yeah. Not too much on The Bachelor, except that she will certainly make top ten. Yeah. Yeah. She's friends with Danielle Maltby. She's friends with Danielle Maltby. I'm pretty sure they had an Instagram post together. So Danielle Maltby is the secret like yeah. puppeteer in this. Mm-hmm. right? Well, because that's kind of how it
0: works now a lot of the time is that it's like by ref- casting is by referral. Yeah. I wonder who is friends with whom.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: If any of them are friends with Amanda Stanton, perhaps?
1: I mean, it is becoming increasingly ancestral. Like, Kendall's sister, you know, was considering going on. Was she really? I nominated my brother. Oh, yeah. 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 He went far in casting, but I, but I nominated him kind of late, and it... Anyways, it fell apart, but now he's taken. Anyway, so first impression rose. She felt like home, apparently, yeah, which uh, he should have given it to Kaylin in that situation because yeah. they're siblings. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Underwood.
0: So, Hannah G, she was the one who was a content creator and she had the most Instagram followers going in. Yeah, she, she was like an actual mm-hmm. influencer. She had like. Well, semi... she's
1: stunningly beautiful. She's very, uh, very beautiful. Yeah, and her photographs are only, yeah, she, unworldly.
0: Her photographs are great. Yeah. There's a reason why. Yeah. <laughs> so, she's one to watch and then the real one to watch Catherine Catherine
1: Okay what are your impressions
0: This is a pure bachelor villain Like this is Yeah but
1: I don't find her convincing at all Like I don't find their connection or chemistry convincing No Anyeka, right mm-hmm. She I think she was absolutely right to say that it was desperate Colton I mean it, it must have seemed desperate Like I thought that I thought that Ari and Chelsea that that was a convincing first impression and Chelsea was a great first-night villain. But this was just some girl, I mean, interrupting in very strange ways constantly. And it's unclear if they had any kind of real conversation. Yeah, I don't so, get it. So
0: you think she's going to be the early-season villain, and then she's going to get sent home, and then somebody else will emerge, which is kind of what always happens. And then it'll be Demi.
1: Yeah, Demi. Think? Is,
0: I think Demi is going to be the real chaos agent in the house.
1: Unless they're dragging Catherine through... Well, they absolutely
0: dragged her through.
1: Well, this episode, yeah. Yeah. Because you think she would have gone home. Yeah. I think she would have. He didn't yeah. even like her. Like He, no. kept,
0: he kept saying, like, well,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> She's not there for the right reasons, bro.
1: You know, it's just irritating. Because Crystal, I think, when she would interrupt, there may have been some producer pulling the strings there. I mean, you can well, but... I mean,
0: here. So, in there was an EW article about Night One. Like, they had a reporter there mm. on Night One. And in the piece... One woman is coloring on shoes with Colton. Uh, Mike Fleiss says, the creator says, oh, she's boring. <laughs> and, you know, Catherine, then you see Catherine go over and interrupt them. Take from that what you will.
1: So I actually don't know who, how this works. So Mike Fleiss is just somewhere.
0: He's in the control room.
1: In the control room. And the and the EW journalist was allowed in there?
0: hmm It was the first time they'd ever done that.
1: Ah, that's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good piece. Yeah, okay so then they deploy catherine so she was just the it's just my relationships with producers and with the other women never would have allowed this to happen like i never would have nobody ever would have been like jacqueline go in there go in there again Uh it's just it was so much more diplomatic and normal i mean so it's just i can't even imagine what it would like to be catherine and have the relationships that she had with the cast and with and with production it must have been wildly different from my experience but she, I mean, and I, and I guess they have to sniff this out or there are certain women who, are, who will do anything for airtime and they don't care about the relationship. That's Catherine. So final four, we think it's going to be... Kaylin, Kaylin, Hannah. Hannah. Cassie. Cassie.
0: And Demi. Okay.
2: Yeah. Lock it
0: in. Right. Those are your picks. Fine. All right. We're <laughs>
2: going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. This is Bryant McFadden checking in. Thanks for listening to CBS Sports Digital Podcast. I want to quickly tell you about our newest podcast, The Season 2008 Steelers, in which we revisit Pittsburgh's last Super Bowl run from a decade ago, which I was honored to be a part of. Each week, I will welcome a former teammate or coach to remember and relive that special season. New episodes are released each Monday, anywhere podcasts are found. Search The Season 2008 Steelers to hear about our journey to hoisting the Lombardi Trophy. Quote Jimmy Fallon,
0: and we're back! <laughs> All right, so I want to do this thing where we do follower count check ins. Okay. Because that's what it's really about. It's about Instagram. <laughs> yep. Um, so I checked at 6 30 p.m. on Monday, you know, an hour and a half before showtime. Mm-hmm. The leader before the show was Hannah Godwin, as you know, because she's like, a, she was a professional influencer before she went on. She had 78,000 followers. Yeah. The laggard, she had the least. Least amount was Angelique okay. with just over a thousand.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Catherine was private because she knew what was coming. She, should, em- she should embrace it. Well, she's, she's public now. As, oh. of, as of 7.45 this morning, okay. she is public. So I thought she was going to be like, I don't want this. Yeah. I know it's gonna, I know I'm a villain. I know people are going to say mean stuff to me. I don't want it. Yeah. But she was just waiting. <laughs> she was just waiting to be like, yes, here I am, my mm-hmm. grand unveiling. Um, so, yeah, so as of 7.45 a.m. Tuesday.
1: Yeah.
0: January 8th. Um, January. <laughs> yes, we are in the month of January. The leader is Hannah Godwin. Yeah. Is up to 118,000. That's amazing. Pretty good. Um, Angelique is still behind.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: With about 1,200, she she got about 100, she got 130 followers. She didn't get a lot of airtime. No. But the biggest percentage gainer was Cassie.
1: She went from 41,000 to 74,000? To
0: 74,000. Wow. You know, she came off the best, so that's...
1: I hate these women. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean... Can I just have a couple? (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Soon enough,
0: <laughs> you won't be a public figure anymore. I know. And, uh, and now Catherine's public, and she gained about you know, 2,000 followers. girl's
1: probably going through hell right now. Yeah. But at least, you know, she wasn't mean. She wasn't mean. No.
0: She just wasn't there for the right, right reasons.
1: Yeah, I mean, she just came across as, as hungry for airtime.
0: Yeah. So... Your friend, Kenny King, has a girlfriend named London Ferris.
1: And a very serious one at that. Yeah, who's a vegan Air Force vet. That's pretty cool, Yeah, actually. She seems cool. There was about 30 seconds in my life where I considered joining the Air Force. Yeah? Yep. Why didn't you? I would have been too old. Basically, I wanted to do it so that they would pay for a sidey if I ever had to do that. And then I would be indentured to the government for four years in my mid-30s. So so I wouldn't have had any control over where I lived. Anyways, Mm -hmm. so... I like the chair force. It's great. It's my favorite branch of the military. <laughs> so shout out to Kenny King. Pretty yeah. Boy Pitbull, Kenny King. Yeah.
2: Oh.
0: And, now, and this is, this is fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes people on Reddit do some wild stuff that is very entertaining. And one of the things that they did was piece together that allegedly yeah. Caitlin Bristow, who recently split from her fiance, Sean mm-hmm. Booth, and Jason Tartik from The Bachelorette are spending time together because in, in Instagram stories, in Caitlin and Jason's Instagram stories, yeah. they spotted, they're like, that's the same countertop. It's the countertop in Jason's house. What do you think of that uh, level of attention to detail?
1: Well, you know, I didn't think I could respect The Bachelor subreddit any less, but <laughs> if they're actually spending their time comparing countertops, then I think we've hit a new new low. Brutal. Well, they're brutal. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, but you have to. You have to uh, kind of respect that level of observation, I suppose. Yeah. Well, Sherlock Holmes, there.
0: And it could be nothing. It could be wrong. You know, this is all allegedly. Yeah. And uh, and so what if they are? Doesn't prove anything.
1: Yeah, they probably are though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Ari and Lauren's wedding is this weekend, right? I leave in the middle of
1: the night. You leave in the middle of the night yep. when?
0: Thursday?
1: Well, tonight. Like, I leave in the middle of the night. Oh, you're leaving tonight? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. And then I come back. So the next podcast we record, I will roll in here having not slept. Yeah. It's going to rule. <laughs> I cannot wait. I know. Me neither.
0: We'll see you next week
1: for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't wait to see her dress. She found out she was pregnant, like, right before her meeting with a wedding dress designer. So... That was a little bit of a probably a curveball. Right. They have to
0: ble- probably leave some, some give there, right?
1: Yeah. It's just, it's going to be beautiful, though.
0: It's going to be beautiful. It's in Hawaii.
1: Yeah. Although, apparently, there are brush fires in Maui right now. And uh, the the resort, or one of the... I'm not sure if anybody for the party is staying at this particular resort, but it was evacuated like yesterday. Oh, my God. So, I know.
0: Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Well, prayers for the people...
1: <laughs> in Hawaii? Of Hawaii. <laughs> If you are the praying sort. Do you think Fleiss is going to be there? I don't know. I don't even know what he looks like. I've read like three of his tweets and that's the extent that I've... (laughs) But I know Alon and Bennett will be there. Nice. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, come back with some scoop for us. I will. Well, next week we're going to hear about the wedding. So subscribe now to a beautiful podcast to fall in love. So you don't miss it when it happens. I'm Liam Matthews.
1: I'm Jacqueline Trumbull. This has been
0: a beautiful podcast to fall in love. Until next time. Bye.